to Biblical Talks Podcast with Michael Tolliver. This podcast is dedicated to biblical teaching and having worldview discussions from a biblical perspective. Here is today's podcast. Beloved, let's continue to glean through the book of Jude, verses three and four. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have creeped in unnoticed, who long ago were designed for this combination, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, please notice Jude said here that he was planning on writing on some truth of our salvation. It could have been on our redemption, on the person of Christ, on sanctification. Perhaps Jude wanted to emphasize unity and fellowship among believers and remind them that God is no respect of person. But he was compelled instead to write to call to battle for the truth in light of the influx of apostasy teachers. Why? Because the Holy Spirit changed the subject. The Holy Spirit pressed upon him to write to encourage them to eagerly contend for the faith that was delivered to them. So this is what is interesting to me. The Holy Spirit supersedes that which Jude was intending to write. It was the Holy Spirit detouring Jude from writing on some things of the faith so that Jude may sound, give a sound warning of concerning impending apostasy that's coming. Never before in our lifetime had this verse been more important for a Christian to hear, to consider, and to heed. Brothers and sisters, sisters Jude is calling us to fight for the faith. Every real believer has to contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. So what is the faith to which Jew is stating? Listen, faith is a reference to the body of the basic truth and doctrine of the Christian teaching and the Christian truth. In other words, the Bible. The basic, the body of the basic Christian doctrine is that which we are to eagerly to contend for. And we are to honestly contend for. Now notice that it is the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. That is the inspiring writings of the apostles. Most plainly the full establishment. The great and leading doctrines of the gospel and the everlasting love of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. The person, the glory, the bloodshedding, the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ with redemption only in his blood and regeneration only by God, the Holy Spirit. Beloved, when Jews said that we are to contend for the faith, we are to fight for the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Revelation 14, 6, John said, then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. 
we have here a beautiful description of preaching of the preaching of the everlasting gospel. The angel here is a represent representative of all faithful ministers. Now, the gospel preach and can mean no other than Christ himself, which is the sub and sustainer of all and the full finisher salvation by him and him alone. Such was preached by the apostles. We are to contend for the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ, the Trinity, man, sin, grace, regeneration, repentance, substitutionary, faith, and all the other Christian doctrines. Please notice, Drew addresses not only pastors and leaders, but the entire church. He said, I found it necessary to write appealing to you. God placed the responsibility on every member of the local church to maintain doctrinal faithfulness by protecting the faith. B.H. Carroll spoke of the treatment of the faith. He says, you betray a spiritual absolutely disloyalty if you regard with unimportance any addition to or subtraction from the body of truth once delivered to the saints. Let me say that one more time. You betray a spiritual absolutely disloyalty if you regard with unimportance in addition to or subtraction from the body of truth once delivered to the saints. Sometimes Christians claim to be believers in Christ, but express little interest in importance of sound doctrine or to protect it. A preacher one time told me that I was a great preacher, he said, but he said, I believe in too much doctrine. He said, your problem, Tolliver, is that you're a good preacher, but you talk too much about doctrine. And he went on to say that he don't preach doctrine because he said he believed that doctrine divides. It separates people from each other. And I was patient. I, I heard him out. And when it became my turn, I just simply said, well, I understand where you're coming from. I totally disagree. But doctrine is supposed to divide. Doctrine is supposed to separate. It divides truth from error, right from wrong, good from bad. It's supposed to. And then I went on and said, well, they said that you don't preach doctrine. The word doctrine only means teaching. And the reality is that pastor is teaching something. It might not be right doctrine, but he's teaching doctrine. Whether he believes that or not. Beloved, we must contend for the faith. Why? Jude provide a simple answer. Because there are false teachers. Christians cannot allow false teachers to do what they do. Jesus along with no Jesus along with no other New Testament author warned of the coming of false teachers. Acts twenty, twenty nine to thirty. Second Corinthians eleven, Colossians two, four through five, first Timothy four, one, first Timothy six twenty, second Timothy four and three. Second Peter two and one and second Peter three and four. Get a chance to read those scriptures. These are texts with direct statement claiming that false teachers are coming and are currently present in our churches right now. In this epistle, Jude is sounding the alarm. 
what he's saying is church, be aware. In verse four, he says, for certain people have creeped in unnoticed who long ago were designed for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Now, listen, Jude is telling the church to be aware because they are infiltrating. False teachers pretend to be true who on the surface look like the real thing, but who intention are and were to lead God's people astray. Matthew 7, 15, Acts 20, 29, Galatians 2, 4 through 5, 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3, 1 John 2, 18, 23, and so many other scriptures. The apostate was Satan counterfeiters, most likely pausing as itinerary preachers and teachers. And that's what they was doing. They was pretending to be itinerary preachers and teachers. Their skill made them very dangerous. Listen, Jude tell us that we can ID them by three features. They were ungodly. They perverted the grace of God and they denied Christ. Now, when he said they were ungodly, he mainly means simply that they left God out of their lives. They perverted grace simply means it seems that ungodly man interpret the doctrine of justification by faith in such a manner as to free believers from all obligation to obey the word of God. In other words, we are under grace so we can contain the sin that grace may abide. God forbid. This is saying, if there is anything in the New Testament emphasizes that that grace of God teaches us to live better lives than those who do in the world. Not worse. What grace allows us to do is to live for God. Yet false teacher turned grace into something that it was never meant to be an excuse for sin. We can never earn salvation, but this does not mean that we are not to carefully obey it and obey the word of God. Paul said we must be careful to engage in good deeds. Titus three and eight. Jesus said that his disciple was to be taught to observe all that I command. Matthew 28 and 20. Grace is not a license to sin. Rather, grace allows us to be forgiven of sin. Ephesians 1 and 7. By the grace of God, we can be saved, but we must strive every day to overcome sin and obey the Lord in all things. The third thing Paul, I mean, John Jew said was that that false believers and apostates always deny Christ. Beloved, the real test of any movement is the teaching regarding the person of Jesus Christ. If it denies the dead to Christ, you can rule them out absolutely immediately. But you have to be very careful about this matter of the, of the deity of Christ. There are many ways by which they can de deny the deity of Christ and yet give the impression that they believe in him as savior of the world. Simon Peter warned of this in first, second Peter two and one. He says, but there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teacher among you who privately shall bring damnable 
heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Not only that, they were long ago designed for this condemnation. Jews said, I'm not telling you something new. Others have written of this also and have warned you of that which is coming. Paul is one of the disciples and apostles who repeatedly warned of the apostates. The last time he went by Ephesus and had his last visit with the Ephesian elders, he gave this warning. For I know this, that after my departure shall grieving wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own self shall man arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciple after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Acts 20, 29-31 Also, though Paul warned them of, of the apostate that was coming, the day came when the Ephesian church did yield to them. Paul also warned young preachers like Timothy, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof for such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive sin sinners, captive silly women laden with sin away with driving lust. With driving lust. Second Timothy three, five through six. Let me say something about that for a minute. About all these pastors, these women pastors and preachers. We have women Bible study classes all across this country. And they need to be watched very carefully. Because somebody's going to try to slip and slide in through the side side door. In the history of the church, there has never been a woman theologian. Never. Also, women have indeed played a projecting part in many of the cults, cults and heresies that have come into the church. And so when you find a woman who's called herself to be a pastor, we need to understand that God has not called that. He called every woman to submit to her own husband. He called a woman that she is not permitted to preach and teach. We find that through Second Timothy. We, we see all these scriptures that we have different roles and different responsibilities, but she is not called to be the leader in the church. These hip hop pastors and preachers slip in by not preaching on sin, death, the holiness of God or any sound doctrine. They only want to look and sound cool. And Paul warning to the Galatians warned them too, that because of false brethren unaware brought in who came in privately to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring unto us bondage. Galatians 2 and 4. Beloved, we need to guard every moment today, every movement today, every idea today, which God is so-called blessing. These organizations, organizations which are outside the church may go off the tendency in the rails because ministers of Satan are waiting to come in the side door. They are waiting and looking for an opportunity to get in. And to deceive. Beloved, what Jude is saying from verse 1 to 4 is that Christians are called out of the world from the evil of 
of this world and from the evil spirit and desire of this world. Call above the world to a high and battle things to heaven, things unseen and eternal. Call from sin to Christ, from vanity to worth, from uncleanness to holiness, and this according to the divine purpose in grace. If sanctified and glorified, all the honor and glory must be given to God and him alone. And it, as it is God who alone began the work of grace in the souls of man, so he is who, who must carry it on and will perfect it. Let us not trust in ourselves, nor false teachers masquerading as trustworthy followers of Christ, but in Christ and Christ alone. Please listen to me. The mercy of God is the spring and foundation of all the good we have or hope for. Mercy, not only to the jet person, also to the guilty. Next, to the mercy is peace, which is have, which we have from the sense of having attained mercy. From peace bring love, Christ's love to us, our love to him, and our brother love to one another. Those who have received the doctrine of this common salvation must contend for it intently. Those who have received the truth must contend for it, as the apostles did, by suffering with patience and courage for it and with it. We ought to contend earnestly for the faith in opposition to those who will corrupt it. Beloved, the grace of God has abound and still abound so that it might deliver man from sin and bring them unto God. May we contend for the faith. May we continue to fight for the faith. And not give in. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Biblical Talks. This podcast is solely supported by listener donations. Please. Go to BiblicalTalks.com to support this podcast and have a blessed day.